Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome in to the Arrowhead Addict podcast. It's our first ever Thanksgiving special. Extravaganza. What should we call it? Spectacular. Mm. Thanksgiving spectacular. Thanksgiving extravaganza sounds pretty nice to my ear, honestly. I like extravaganza. Spread. Thanksgiving spread. Thanksgiving spread. Um, it's really exciting to be here with you all. My name is Patrick Allen. I'm here with the entire Arrowhead Attic podcast crew, Joe Summers, Sterling Holmes, Matt Connor, and the blog father, Adam Best, co-founder of Arrowhead Addict and the Fanside Network for that matter. We're here to get you started on your turkey day. We're really excited about this. We've never done it before. As you know, Thursday is a normal day for us to to have a podcast, but we want to celebrate that with our families and not be working. And you might need something to listen to while you're cooking the turkey, you know, stuffing the bird, doing the stuffing, all that stuff, eating pie later on Thursday. So we wanted to make sure that you were still ready for this Chiefs Raiders game. So right off the top, I'm going to get something out of the way. We're recording this on Friday, November 17th. Um, it's going to be a busy week next week. So that's going to be kind of woven into the show. We're going to be talking about we don't know if the Chiefs beat the Eagles yet. You do. When you hear this, you will know, but we do not. So um, we're going to go based off the information that we have right now, but we're going to do some predictions. We're going to do a Thanksgiving food draft. It's going to be a lot of fun. So let's get into this. So we're going to start off. We got to start off with some Thanksgiving content. So even though we don't know what is going to happen in the game against the Eagles, I think we all think it's going to be a pretty close game, a good game. What Chiefs offensive player, and we're going to go around the horn on this one, which Chiefs offensive player are you thankful for? Which, I guess. Which, not what. Which Chiefs offensive player are you thankful for? Let's start with the blog father, Adam Best. I'm not going to have to use my backup. Rasheed Rice, just been begging, begging this team to deliver a wide receiver via the draft who can actually play, and we finally have one. Uh, I expect him to break out in, in a pretty big way after the bye because when he first started out this season, basically just a power slot. But I was reading per- Reception Perception last night. He's been moving more outside. He's been doing different things, be- being uh, more consistent against man and press coverage. You know, early in the season, it was just strictly zone beater, slants and digs. So I'm looking forward to him expanding his route tree, maybe beating man a little bit more. Let's get in some uh, contested catches there and let's really ride him down the stretch because I think he might be the elixir that can fix this broken offense. Part of the fun of this show is that um, we might make some predictions that, <laughs> you know, when the, when you guys listen to this, uh, you will know whether or not we were right. Adam, do you think Rasheed Rice, uh, the Eagles defense is vulnerable to the pass. Does he have a big game uh, on Monday? I think he will. I think they're going to come right out and get him the ball. That's going to be an initiative for the second half of the season. And uh, if there's someone out of this receiver core who can punish this struggling defensive uh, secondary for the Eagles, I think it's probably Rasheed. Well, Travis Kelsey, of course, but yeah. All right. All right. Matt Connor, 
Which Chiefs offensive player are you thankful for? Uh, I'm going to go Drew Tranquil. Good one. The, an unexpected gift. Uh, I think even Brett Veach would say an unexpected gift. You know, remember they were like, you know, negotiating free agency with someone else. And then his agents were like, hey, Drew is still available and interested. And then Veach was like, well, let we then we checked on the price tag and then he was amenable to coming over. And then here we are. I think we're all thankful that Drew's been there. Even before Nick Bolton went down for two months, we were already very, very thankful that Tranquil's there. And especially with him out, it's been kind of a seamless, like an elite defense remains elite without their best tackler. That's insane. So yeah, I'm 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 thankful for a surprise free agency signing and definitely for Drew in hopes of also keeping him around a little bit longer than just the season. Good pick. Good pick. Sterling? Do I yeah, I'll do it. I'll do Richie James. Uh, <laughs> no, by the way, come on. Now. He, he, I hope he's activated by the twenty second, so we'll know he's going to be active by the twenty second. He's gonna he's gonna be on the roster. I'm calling it right now. The commitment to the bit is incredible. Oh, it's, it's, it's you got to live it up, baby. Um, I'll be soft, dude. I'll be I'll be the buffoon here. I'll be the the easy man out. I'll I'll go with Travis Kelsey. Obviously, I'm thankful for the publicity he's given Kansas City, as well as the fact that he is still putting up incredible numbers. Without Travis, this offense would be abysmal. It would be brutal. Travis Kelsey is the engine that makes this thing go currently right now. He's going to have a huge day against the Eagles. The Eagles struggle to guard tight ends. Travis Kelsey will feast uh, 100-plus yards. Give me at least one touchdown. I'll sprinkle in a second touchdown just for you folks listening. Let's see if I can get this right. I'll say 100 yards, two touchdowns, eight-plus receptions, huge Kelsey day. Love it. Love it. Joe, who are you thankful for? Well, first, Matt, I love that you're so thankful for Tranquil that you skipped right over the offensive player and went reverse style. So I hugely support that because I, ta- I was going to take Drew Tranquil on defense, so you beat me to yeah. it. Yeah. But, oh. but, but offensively, offensively, oh, you're completely fine. Tranquil is an excellent pick. Uh, offensively, Rasheed Rice is going to be my guy. With respect to Pacheco, I'll have to take the easy way out because I wake up every morning and, and thank the heavens that Patrick LeVon Mahomes is my quarterback. He's having an excellent season, and even though his, his box score statistics aren't necessarily what we're used to, he is doing more with less this year. And, and I'm a huge fan of the way that he's changed his game to emphasize his legs and to complete shorter passes, let guys compete for yards after the catch. So Patrick Mahomes, even on a down year, we're sitting atop the AFC looking pretty, heading into this weekend. So Patrick Mahomes, each and every single day, I am thankful for. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and great job of Matt Connor on following the outline. (laughs) But now you'll just do offense when we do defense, that's all. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I didn't even catch it. I was like, great pick, uh, because we all love Drew Tranquil. Um, For me, I'm going to go – with Joe Tooney, unheralded, just there, absolutely stellar, protecting Patrick Mahomes. I feel safe knowing that that it's like <laughs> you good men. Like I feel, I feel safe. I'm glad. I I want I want Joe Tooney on that wall because I know that if something happens to a tackle, he's going to protect Patrick Mahomes. He's going to do what needs to happen. If he breaks his hand, he's going to wrap that baby up and then just use it as a club to keep dominating people. Um, offensive linemen don't always get all the glory, but that that is a guy. They pay him a lot of money, worth every penny. Great signing by Veach. All right, let's go to defense. Defensive side of the ball, and for 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 Matt Connor, the offensive side of the ball. So let's start with Matt. Matt, which offensive player are you thankful for? Look, you th- you thought I messed that up, but the <laughs> offense has been so bad 
that I had to go with the defense because right. no one on this offense has me thankful at the bye. So I refuse to name anybody. I'm not thankful. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to every one of you. Go home, all of you, and learn your lesson and come back with something better. Uh, I'm sticking defense because I hate this offense this year. So I'm I'm thankful for Steve Spagnolo. I'm sorry. I'm not naming anyone on offense. We know who's going to be dressed as the Grinch when we do our Christmas spectacular. Yeah, we're we're, we're here with a Thanksgiving field pre-recorded, and I'm like ranting about it. Uh, I'm thankful for Steve Spagnolo. I'm stealing it. I love him. Uh, I got a back tattoo of him. This shows what continuity at in coaching and drafting for that continuity can bring. Spags has his guys. Every you know, you always hear about players who are like, "Oh, he's had four offensive coordinators in four years, and now he's learning a new system." And blah 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 blah. Man, the Chiefs have all like you know, Willie Gay is having a stellar year. It's because he's learned four years in the system now. That kind of thing. So, uh, I'm here for Spags. I love it, and I'm down with the. I am not thankful for this offense. There it is. <laughs> well, patient. You know, patient organizations usually get rewarded for that. And how many times every year, every year, at least once or twice, there's a fire Steve Spagnolo, you know, train. So uh, we'll, we'll point it out. All right. Defensive side of the ball. Sterling. Let's go to Sterling. Who are you thankful for? Uh, I'm bringing the stuffing. And the stuffing is might not what you think it is. It's Trent McDuffie. It's a cornerback, baby. Trent McStuffie. That's what he is because he is that good <laughs> stopping the run as a cornerback. It's wild. Phenomenal tackler. He's forced four fumbles already. Again, pre-Eagles game. He's probably going to be sitting at eight after this because he's going to be peanut punching the ball out of A.J. Brown's hands all game long. Devontae Smith, it won't matter. But Trent McDuffie, man, he has been incredible. He should be all pro. He is up there with Sauce Gardner as one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. Yeah, he doesn't get a lot of interceptions. It's not part of his game. Part of it is he just knocks the ball down. He's always in the dude's hip pocket. I was nervous uh, originally. I said even going into this season, the size, if he gets beat, you see him struggle. Like in the Super Bowl against A.J. Brown, he doesn't have the recovery ability. But if you're not getting beat, it doesn't matter. I'm thankful. I'm bringing the stuffing, and that is Trent McDuffie. Love it. Love it. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, Joe. I, I really I really wanted to say George Karloftis, but I have to make sure that my guy Legarius Sneed gets some love as well. With McStuffie, we've got the best cornerback duo in the NFL. We saw it against Tyreek Hill. Fingers crossed for against A.J. Brown as well. We... Every single top receiver that we have faced, our secondary has essentially shut down. Legereus needs physicality, and his the way that him and McDuffie's skill sets complement each other has allowed Spagnolo to have this incredible year and make you thankful for him, Matt. So I'm going to go with Legereus Sneed. McDuffie's an excellent pick as well with respect to my guy, Furious George. Love it. Love it. Adam? Yeah, I was going to go Brian Cook, but we're giving the secondary a lot of love here. Brian Cook has made us kind of say Juan Thornhill who – and yeah. got to be very appreciative of that. But I'm going to stay extremely on brand here and go Charles Amenehue because I think what he's going to do, he's my version of Richie James, except unlike Richie James, he actually plays. 
Um, <laughs> How dare you? I'm, I'm sorry. You, didn't deserve, you did not deserve you? to catch that stray on a, on a Thanksgiving show. I hope all your food is full of jello. I hope that your family puts jello in every single item where there should not be jello. If, if you I want to like get back at Adam, jello. it's gluten. All the gluten. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeast rolls. <laughs> I'm going to be crushing those, pal. <laughs> yeah, but Charles and Minihue, I think he showed us a little bit of the the havoc he can wreak in his in his two appearances so far. I think it's two. And they're going to really let him loose. And what, what's been an excellent defensive line could shift into an unstoppable defensive line. So great pick. Great pick. I'm going to I got you, Joe. Furious George. George Karloftis. He's the sweet potato baby uh, for this meal. He's fantastic. We all talked about, you know, hey, can he take a step forward? Or is he just, is he going to be kind of, you know, you're like lunch pail guy, get you a handful of sacks every year. He's taking that step forward. Some people will say it's always because of the other pass rushers he has on the line. Well, that's not his fault. His job is to go out there and get sack lunches. He's doing it. He's taking a step forward. And that gets, I mean, that's what you want to see, right? With the defensive player, like progress every year. And then you hope like third year, he becomes some sort of animal and, um, and, and he's called Furious George for a reason. So we, I, I'm thankful for George Karloftis, man. If we finally get a nice, a nice pass rusher there on the edge, that's consistent. It keeps improving. This, uh, this seems to be really good for a long time. Okay. All right. We got a negative here. Which Chiefs player is the biggest turkey this year? And uh, we'll go back around the horn and start with Adam this time. MVS. Marquez Valdez Scantling. Uh, he's getting paid more than the rest of the receiving core combined. And he's just giving us nothing out there. You know, 11 mil a year. If you want a tall guy who can run wind sprints and not go up and get contested catches, <laughs> I'm available for $11 million a year. I will do that for you, Chiefs. But yeah, he's been very disappointing. You know, it kind of looked like in the playoffs against the Bengals that he was showing us a more well-rounded player than he had during the season. But he's kind of regressed, and he's just never gotten the same page with Patrick Mahomes. You know, we expected him to be this this kind of deadly deep threat. Maybe he disappears for two or three games, but then he catches a 70-yard bomb every once in a while like he did for Aaron Rodgers. That has just never manifested in Kansas City. So I'm extremely disappointed with that signing, and I'm I'm actually thankful that we're going to be able to get out of it next year. MVS is the turkey. Joe Summers. The the biggest turkey for me, I feel like you could pick most of the receivers outside of Rashish. Sky Moore, like uh, coming into the season, Sky Moore it was hyped up. He looked great in training camp. He was one of my favorite season-long player props to to back his receiving yards over. And it's been a disaster. It's like that scene in Christmas Vacation where Cousin Eddie's wife Catherine like makes everyone the dinner, and the turkey looks beautiful, it looks great in the preseason, and then you open the turkey up and it's all like rotted inside. It's kind of what his entire season has felt like. Like we expected Sky Moore to be a critical part of the offense. He's got 16 catches on the year. 201 yards, and most of that came on a pair of broken plays. So I'm going with Sky Moore. Sky Moore. Saw that one coming. Sterling? Uh, the usage of Richie James. Like, he's healthy. Get him out there. Let him let The him usage. Out. Not Richie James. The yeah, the usage, usage of Richie James, uh, which I actually kind of bring me to my next point. First off, I kind of like turkey. Like, as long as it's not as dry as a Sahara Desert, I think this is getting a bad rap because turkey's pretty good, especially with the cranberry sauce. Uh, you guys are vastly calling this just a, a negative when it – it shouldn't be. It should be a positive. But I'll play along with the game. And based on usage, I will say Kadarius uh, Tony. And part of that is I think the Chiefs are lying a little bit. They're trying to say, like, well, he's coming back from injury. 
Okay, so you let him try and move around in a phone book space as he gets you five yards, makes three dudes miss, and then he carries one, carries a guy on his back for another five. You, you let him do that, but you won't put him on the field. A guy who's had struggles getting on the same page as Patrick Mahomes, what's he going to do? Use him in the playoffs, and all of a sudden he's going to be the same page as Mahomes? Like, this is wild to me. I think there's more than meet the eye here with this entire story. I think Kadarius Tony's been a disappointment. We all expected great things. Now, when they said wide receiver one, I also thought they're they're blowing a little smoke, right? They're, they're blowing some smoke, but I thought, okay, he'll at least be a guy that gets 600 yards, 700 yards. He'll at least be a game changer when he's out there. Uh, he has not been, he for me has been a, uh, I guess the biggest turkey. All right. Uh, Matt Connor. Look, man, turkey is, is dry. You look at the table. You're like, what are you even doing here? You put me to sleep. That's Matt Dickerson. What are you even doing here on the table? Why are you even here? I fall asleep watching you. I, I have dreams of other meats on the table. Neil Farrell, by the way. <laughs> Keandre Cobra. I'd really have Keandre Cobra. Pause. What? Pause. You have dreams of other meats on the table. I do. And you're naming some other dudes. Yeah, I do. I do. I'm owning this outright. Euphemism okay. or whatever you want to say. Floor this is a Thanksgiving is family episode, by the way, Sterling. Anyway, before I was rudely interrupted in a five box here, I'm saying my piece, which is I dream of other man meats on the table in the form of Neil Farrell and uh, and and Keandre Coburn. I'd rather have Keandre Coburn wearing a Broncos jersey along the Chiefs defensive line than watching Matt Dickerson eat up any more of this playing time. It's silly. It's unnecessary. It's dry as hell. It's the turkey. I'm sorry. I have the right answer, Patrick. I I guess, uh, you know, we all know Matt loves a man meat. Um, look, for me, Neil it's, it's, it's uh, I think I have an, an even better example of Joe's Christmas vacation turkey example, and that's Justin Ross. This is a guy who could have been potentially the answer for this team. He's got loads of talent. He's overcome really incredible obstacles to, to stick around just to get to the NFL period, but then to stick around, to hang with the Chiefs, to learn the playbook, to get into preseason games and even a couple regular season games and flash that talent. And what happens? He makes some knuckleheaded, boneheaded, idiotic decision off the field. And a year where like this was, if you were Justin Ross, you could not have asked for a better opportunity than to land on the Chiefs, be able to stick around on the Chiefs, and then go into a year where all of the receivers are underachieving, except for Rasheed Rice. And you could slide in there to one of these roles, and he blew it. He blew it. And now he's just completely he's, – he's off that he's over at the kids' table, and we may not ever see him again until that whole thing gets resolved. So it's really unfortunate. It sucks. And uh, he's the big turkey for me. Four receivers. Four receivers. That's unbelievable. All right. Really quickly, and again, we've got you've got a lot more time. You've got a week from now that we don't have, but we got to talk about this AFC landscape. Last night for us, not for you, but for us, and it could be even worse by the time you listen to this. By the way, like it, the Cincinnati Bengals lost. They lost to the Ravens, and they might have lost Joe Burrow at least for a little while. His wrist is jacked up. They dropped to five and five. They've got a horrible AFC record. Are the, are the Bengals toast? Warm, buttery toast. Something Adam Best can't have. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, they're, they're, they're done, dude. The AFC North is a battleground. 
I mean, you have teams above you, and I don't think the Steelers are good or the Browns are good by any means, but you look at the record, that's a tough hill to climb. They always play you tough. You look at the AFC in general, I mean, if we're to end today, they're out. They're out. Bengals are out. And again, with Joe Burrow, don't get me wrong, Browning looks solid, but Browning is not Joe Burrow. Their defense is not very good. Uh, They don't use Jamar Chase the way they should be. They've been perpetually injured at wide receiver. They're deciding to use four tight ends for some reason, and they don't know how to line up. Like, seriously, there's, what, four pre-snap penalties and three were on the tight ends? They're toast, man. Warm, buttery toast. It's a really good point. They've they've not been good, really. They've had a few good games, but it's not just the injuries to Joe Burrow. There's been other things going on here. Well, just from a mathematical perspective, like aside from head to head, the next tiebreaker in conference seating is conference record. The Bengals are the only team in the AFC with just one conference win. Every single other team has at least two. So not only do they have to win enough games to to leap people in the standings, but they have to win them against AFC teams. Oh, shoot. They've got the Jaguars, the Chiefs coming up. Like These are really tough games in conference. They've lost the easy ones. Big one against the Steelers this weekend. We'll see what happens. But they can't just tie people in the standings. They've got to go above and beyond. And if Burrow's out for an extended period of time, I don't really understand how they're supposed to do that. They're one in five in the AFC. One in five. And they've got a tough schedule. They're behind the Raiders in the playoff seedings when we're recording this. They've got to play the, the Steelers, who are scrappy. If they don't have Joe Burrow for that one, they could easily lose that game. They've got to play the Jaguars, the Colts. Another scrappy team that can play some good defense and they can do some things on offense. You look at the sky, they can play the Chiefs. They're 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 donezo, man. It's over. Uh, they're not going to be in the playoffs. I, I would be shocked if they somehow get into the playoffs based off their their AFC record. It's absolutely wild that right now the the Bills and the Bengals are the ten and the eleven seed. And and just as a quick addendum to this, is this fellas? Is this like when you look at these playoff standings right now? Obviously, Baltimore is looking strong and formidable, and the Chiefs won't play them. Yeah, but even them, I mean, Mark Andrews is their best skill position player by far. It's not even close, and they're without him for the year. So once again, we're seeing a situation where the AFC is just crumbling before our eyes. Kind of the sea is parting for the Chiefs, and this has been an annual tradition. It's it's crazy. You know, the Arrowhead Invitational, it looks like a, a, a mortal lock at this point. Yeah, and that's and that's what I'm getting at. I'm like Baltimore. The Chiefs won't have to deal with head to head, and you got they Jacksonville's a three seed. They've beaten them and beat them in the playoffs. Beat them twice last year. Miami, who was supposed to be unstoppable, Chiefs took care of business against them. The Browns don't have a quarterback. They're the six seed. The Steelers have a quarterback, but he stinks. They're the five seed. The Texans. Like they might make a run here and be more formidable. Like, is this the right now as we sit here on uh, November 17th, is this the easiest potential road the Chiefs have had to a Super Bowl through the AFC and since Mahomes has been the quarterback of this team? I think the year the Titans got the one seed could compete for it. But I mean, who are you afraid of? Like at the very least, at that point, you're just, you know, arguing semantics like I said in our post game last week, this is the most confident I've ever been that the Chiefs are going to make the Super Bowl. And the betting markets agree. We're sitting around two to one to win the AFC. The next closest team is the Ravens, and then the Dolphins at about five to one. So cautiously optimistic, but this is the shortest that Las Vegas has ever had us at this point in the season to win the AFC. So at the very least, odds makers believe it's the easiest path that we've had. I'm feel, feeling pretty good. 
what teams can you even argue that might peak at the right time? I guess with Miami, you can say they didn't have Devon Achan, who's uh, a tremendous player and, and a really scary uh, one to go up against defensively. The Jaguars, their offense is broken. I mean, they've been playing this well based on the back of their defense. Houston, they've got a rookie head coach. They've got a rookie quarterback. I don't think we can count on them making it to the Super Bowl. So I, I would say, yeah, just by default. It's really just Baltimore. And the Chiefs have they've played Baltimore a bunch of times. Like they know how to deal with Lamar Jackson. Baltimore's impressive this year, but they're also playing in the AFC North. Like all of those teams are underwhelming. You know, what you look for, like what I get when I get scared of in the playoffs, especially with Mahomes and Andy Reid, is another top-tier quarterback. So running into Josh Allen when he's playing like a top-tier quarterback and running into Joe Burrow. I'm I agree. I think this is the easiest right now as we sit here, things can always change, but right now as we sit here. The Chiefs can just get it together on offense. I'm not that you never coast to a Super Bowl, but it's very favorable for them to be back in there again. Um, okay, uh, another quick segment here: our crystal ball, our Arrowhead Addicts Week Eleven locks. Again, you're listening to this. Week Eleven is over, so this is going to be a fun little exercise for you. We're going to make our absolute predictions, our locks, one game each. Here's how it's going to come out: pull up the scores from Week Eleven and laugh at us for being idiots and being wrong. Um, so we're going to, it's, it's, it's a little fun spin on the old prediction thing. So uh, got a good slate of games this weekend, fellas. Let's start with uh, Matt Connor. Who's your, what's your lock? Uh, Dolphins over Raiders, 27-13. 27, okay. All right. That's an interesting one. Uh, that should be, that shouldn't be an issue. And we're going to talk about the Raiders here in just a second. Sterling, your lock. Well, I'm going to do... What I've done with uh, my survivor pool. I don't like this one, but I'm going to do it because I need it to happen. Jacksonville over the Titans. I think Jacksonville are slightly fraudulent. I think Trevor Lawrence is the most overrated quarterback in the NFL currently right now. He's a good quarterback. But folks like to put him in there with with Burrow and Allen and Lamar, and he is nowhere near that. They have not been good offensively. But because I need to win this bet I have, I'm still alive. I'm going Jacksonville over the Titans for my lock. All right. Joe Summers. I've got the Commanders and the double-digit win over the Giants. Every single team that has played the Cowboys this season failed to cover the spread the following week. They've lost seven straight in that situation. So Commanders, spreads nine and a half. I got them for a double-digit win over the Giants. Love it. Love it. Go Eric Bieniemy. Uh Adam Best. I could be a coward and pick the Cowboys over the Panthers, but I'm not going to do that. I am going to pick our friend, the Pastronaut, on Sunday Night Football, taking down the hated Denver Broncos, I'm going Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I think the Broncos are favored in that one, and I don't get it. And it doesn't make sense to me. Two and a half uh, points. Yeah. It's Dobbs. I'm with you. Yeah. Look, I'm taking the, the money line, man. When all this is over, one of us needs to look like an idiot. And I am more than happy, as per usual, to, to step up to that challenge. I've got the Chicago Bears on Thanksgiving. The uh, They're going to, they're going to, they're going to take care of the Detroit Lions. Oh, it's not on Thanksgiving. It's on Sunday. Sorry, I'm all, I'm all out of whack. Uh, it's a noon game on Sunday. You, you are Bears, right. You, you were the one to, to look like an idiot. I'm proud of you, Patrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just getting <laughs> This is, I don't know, it's one of those weird games. The Bears have been playing a little bit better, but they haven't had their quarterback. Um, they made some moves. Justin Fields is coming back. The Lions are really feeling themselves. Amon Ra's incredible. All that stuff. It just feels like one of those games to me 
where Chicago rises up. They go into Ford Field in Detroit and beat and knock off the Lions because I think I think Justin Fields is going to be running all over the all over the yard, and I think it's going to cause problems for the Lions. And remember, uh, this is a team that just got they got waxed waxed by the Baltimore Ravens. They're not like they're good. The Lions are good, but they're not they're not infallible. And this feels like a trap game for them. And I think they're going to lose. Am I, I crazy? Love that pick. I yeah, love you're, that pick. You're, you're crazy because the Detroit is going to destroy the, the Bears in the trenches. The, the Detroit Lions have maybe the best offensive line in football. Their defensive line is really salty. I'm sorry, Patrick. The Lions are the Jaguars of the NFC. You're so wrong, dude. I hate I hate when you bring this up. We've, we've gotten many an argument over this. <laughs> Detroit's good. Like, I don't get this. Why do why – do, well, not better than the Cowboys. We've had that argument too. Oh my gosh, dude! I, I go Cowboys. Lions Lions over Cowboys. I'm with you Lions. there, Sterling. This, this I, I, I trust Dan Campbell over Mike McCarthy thirty well, times man. out of ten. There you have a point. This man said Elmon Ross St. Brown's better than Ceedee Lamb. And I, I, oh my gosh, Ceedee Lamb's the best in the game. Best in the game. I, I like your son, God. Much, sir. He's, he's pretty close. I mean, behind maybe Tyreek, AJ, Tyreek, and, and him, and, and Justin Jefferson. He's probably like. Fourth, fifth, you know, at worst. Yeah, dude. The sun god will shine, just not against the Bears. Go rent your Chevy Volt and go to Thanksgiving dinner wherever you're going in that Motor City love of yours. Disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, let's get into this preview uh, of the game that's going to happen this weekend for you. The Raiders and the Chiefs. Chiefs are going to Vegas for the first time this year. They'll be back in February uh, for the Super Bowl. So the Raiders are a weird team this year to me because they should be absolutely atrocious, but they're not. They're five and five. Like they Jimmy G was awful. They're starting Aiden O'Connell who played at Purdue. What what's going on here with the with the Raiders? How are they five and five? Uh, and are, are they any real threat to you guys in this game against the Chiefs? No. A threat to me laughing so hard I rupture a spleen maybe. Yeah. <laughs> They are literally just riding high because they were so thrilled Josh McDaniels got canned. They are riding high because Jimmy G is no longer their quarterback. They're riding high because vibes are good right now. Josh McDaniels should never have gotten a second opportunity. And he, by the way, he did get one with the Colts, but apparently he took too long in the bathroom. Uh, or apparently the owner took too long in the bathroom and his wife was like, yeah, you can't take this job. Allegedly, that's what happened, uh, which you can't put it past Josh McDaniels. So then he gets an opportunity with the Raiders and what does he do? He runs it into the ground again, always talks about the Patriots. Well, guess what, pal? You're not Bill Belichick. You're closer to Joe Judge than Bill Belichick. They're buns, dude. The Chiefs will roll this game. They're just riding high because the players are excited that they don't longer have to take any sort of command from Josh McDaniels. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Look, the Raiders, they have they have a really good pass defense. It's about the, one of the only things that's good on the Raiders. They're only giving up 198 yards per game, uh, but the run defense is terrible. They're giving up 135 yards per game. That's fourth worst in the NFL. Uh, they can't they can't score. If you actually, if you look at their schedule, you're like, oh, the yes. Raiders are five and five. Like, What's going on? Here's who they've beaten. The Broncos, 17 to 16. They've beaten the Green Bay Packers 17 to 13, the New England Patriots 21 to 17, the New York Giants 36, and the Jets 16 to 12. What do all those teams have in common? They can't fucking score. They can't score. And the Raiders have a pretty good pass defense, and all of those teams have horrible quarterbacks. So they've been able to lean on that a little bit in their running game and sneak out a few wins. But any team that can remotely put up any points against them, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Los Angeles, 
the Bears, Detroit, they, they got smoked. I don't think the Raiders are going to win another game this season. They're done. This is it. Listen to their upcoming schedule. They got Miami, Kansas City, Minnesota, Los Angeles, Kansas City, Indianapolis, and Denver again, who's playing better. They're playing better defense. They're, they're, I think they're a, around a 500 team now. They weren't earlier in the season. Would you guys agree with that? Raiders, Raiders going to lose out? Aiden O'Connell? Yeah, no one's scared about this. You took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, it's over. The Chiefs, though, and this is a game where they can't, they need to run the damn ball. Like they need to run the ball. The only thing, and it was the same thing against the Broncos. The Broncos have the worst run defense in the NFL, and the Chiefs refused to run it. And they tried to th- like don't play into a bad team's strengths, Andy Reid. So I hope when he was self scouting over the bye week, he was like, "Oh, gee, when we go up against the worst run defense in the NFL, maybe we should run Isaiah Pacheco more than eight times." So that's the only way the Chiefs can screw this up is if they go to Denver and they try to like throw the ball sixty times instead of just running it down their throat, setting up their passing game. Uh, let's get into our Chiefs Raiders final score predictions. No, no need to beat this one into the ground. I'll kick us off. I think it's going to be a route. Chiefs 33, Raiders 16. Sterling. I would think you and I are very much on the same page. 31 at 13, Chiefs. I'm going 23 to 6. I don't think the Raiders find the end zone. 23 to 6. Okay, a little bit lower scoring for the Chiefs, but we'll take it. Um, Matt Connor. 63 to 3. Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Adam Best. Damn, you kind of stole my thunder there. I'm going 48 to 13. Once a year, at least, it just seems like the Chiefs uh, take these guys to the woodshed. I think that's going to happen. Yeah, once a year, it seems like they hang 40 on the Raiders. Um, All right, before we get out of here and before you go and eat all of your turkey and all of your incredible food, we're going to tell you what we think our favorite Thanksgiving foods are. We're going to do the first ever Arrowhead Addict Thanksgiving food draft. I'm really excited about this one. So I'm pulling up a little document here. I'll I'll keep track for us. I did a random draw this morning. Sterling gets the first pick, Adam the second, Joe the third. I get the fourth. Connor gets the last pick. And uh, it's a three-round draft. So Sterling, kick us off. Number one overall, Thanksgiving food draft. What are you going with? Bourbon. (laughs) Yes. No, I'm kidding. Please, we're not doing that. It's food. I don't want to break the 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 glass back there. Uh, I guess I'm going to go with my meat first. Okay. Uh, I'm not getting stuck with turkey, so I don't know. I'll go honey baked ham. It's a good one. Honey baked ham. Got to be the original honey baked ham, okay? We're not talking this off brand stuff. You just picked Trevor Lawrence first overall. That's what you No, 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 no. Honey baked ham is electric, <laughs> yeah, okay? This is the Mahomes because if you're getting stuck with Aiden O'Connell or Mac Jones at quarterback, that's the turkey. Yeah. What's the hate with turkey? I'm going. It. Hey, yeah. I'm going with turkey at, at number two. It's the Aiden Hutchinson. It's not the most sexy pick, but it's number one on Dane Brugler's board, and it gets even better throughout the weekend. Friday, you slather some mayonnaise on it. You have some leftover cranberry Ew, sauce. It's, it's almost better. It's almost better cold. You know, best it, you're the Raiders. That's that's, that's Clellan Farrell pick right there. Uh, no, he's it's smart. He's smart. There's no he's, Neil Farrell. That's for sure. He's gonna have turkey. He's gonna be set at the turkey position for the next ten years. That's a smart. That's a smart draft pick. Can't believe Turkey fell to him. Joe Summers. Uh, I'm putting Keandre Colbert on the table. Give me the turducken. Oh, turducken. I've never Give had me the turducken. turducken. It's delicious. It's like a carn- carnivore spread at this table. Yeah, it really is. I can't believe I'm up. I cannot believe you guys let 
stuffing fall to me. That was gonna yeah. Ew. Ew. Huge win for me at the four at the four spot. Uh I'm I'm just thrilled going stuffing. Connor. That's all I wanted. I I don't yeah. even need another draft pick after stuffing. That's a, uh <laughs> I will go um dang it. That's uh I'm taking mac and cheese. Oh nice. I'm taking mac and cheese. I can have it any other day, but you know what? I'm thankful for it. So take that. My family's never done mac and cheese on on Thanksgiving. And when I found out other families did, I'm very oh. salty about it. Um, yeah. All right, Sterling, you're back up. Round two. Uh, when I get last in every round, we're not even doing a snake draft. Snake <laughs> draft. That's not how the NFL works, man. Yeah, uh, I'm doing it. Sweep to the casserole. I know it's a it's a very uh, tough pick. Uh, I know it's going to be highly judged, but I love it's my favorite. So sweep to the casserole. Love it. Okay, um, Adam. Cranberry sauce. No hesitation. I'm running. You have my to. You got turkey. You have to, or else you're going to be yeah. sandpaper. Yeah, two wrongs try to make a right there. That's what that is. Cranberry sauce. Are you going with like like the ho- like the actual berries, like or like the the can yeah. of dog food? Got to be canned <laughs> dog food. Either way, man. I I love cranberry sauce. <laughs> Either way, I feel like it's a big difference. It's, a, like, it's elite, man. It's elite. It it you can't you can't go wrong there. It's the fancy, like when you go to people's house and they have the fancy bowl of actual cranberries instead of like the gelatin mm. mold. And sometimes they put like little, little like oranges in it and stuff. You yeah. know, they get a little exotic with it. That's yeah. cool. You get all fancy. All right, Joe. All right, no, number two on my board. Give me apple pie. Oh, going straight to the dessert. Turducken yeah. and apple pie. Joe's off to a good start here. Feeling pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am all about the carbs, so I am going with rolls. Give me the rolls, those hot, warm rolls with butter mm. to add to my stuffing. Um, I'm going to be in an absolute coma by the time the night game kicks off, but that's okay. All right, Connor. And again, look, you're in this spot. You know, you're in this spot because you won the Thanksgiving Super Bowl last year. It's just the way it is. So, uh, where are you going with? Uh, I can't believe green bean casserole fell all the way. To number 10. I'm taking it. Green bean cat. My mom makes a mean green bean. You know bean. I know you're the oldest guy in this show, Connor. Green bean casserole. <laughs> <laughs> this is his new nickname. We need to get him a t-shirt. Uh, love GBC. Right. Sterling, top of the third round. What are you going with? Oh, baby. Give me my dessert now. Pumpkin pie. Huge upset that pumpkin pie is going around three. I thought I would have thought it was a round one. Pumpkin's nasty. Yeah. Grow up, Joe. You know, I know you're the youngest guy on this show. <laughs> I'm older pie. than you, I think. Pumpkin pie really struggled uh, on the Wonderlick. That's what happened here. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to counter that and go pecan pie. Ooh. A little a little bit more the the bougie the bougie brother to, mm. to pumpkin pie. All right. All right, Joe. We are completing the meal with a nice side of scallop potatoes. Ooh. My number one potato and, uh, of any kind of potato. Ooh. Yeah, man, I'm eating. I'm eating at Joe's. Um, okay, I'm gonna go. Um, look, I've got my stuffing. I've got my rolls. I really wanted to go dessert, but you guys took pumpkin pie. I'm going fucking gravy, man. Ah! Let's go. I need something to put on. I need something to put on my bread. My breading. I need something to dip my rolls in. You got no quarterback though. Gravy. He's got no quarterback. Protein be damned. But you're the the 49ers right now. Great team, but no quarterback. (laughs) That's pretty good. We'll find one. We'll we'll trade. We'll trade for one from the 49ers. We'll get their backup. Matt Connor. Nothing. Nothing. I've left the table. You, You took my gravy. You took my stuffing. I don't. I got nothing left but like a. 
vegetable medley or something. <laughs> you got Richie James. Garbage. Come on, you got to pick a food. Corn. Richie James. I, oh, cheesy corn, I'll, man. I'll take a, I'll take some corn on the cob. I'll take corn on the cob, and uh, I'll elote that shit. That's what I'm there doing. There you go. Oh, there all right, there it is. We'll put it up on the screen for you all. Listen, everybody, we got to get out of here. Happy, happy, happy Thanksgiving to all of our listeners, all of our members, all everybody who hangs out on the YouTube channel. We are at the most thankful for all of you that we get to do this. It's so much damn fun. And we, we appreciate y'all support so much throughout the course of the year. We hope you have a really wonderful Thanksgiving. We hope you have fun making fun of all of our predictions that didn't come true in this episode. And we will be back uh, for the Chiefs game on Sunday against the Raiders, our pregame show, halftime show, and postgame show. But until then, have a happy Thanksgiving. And as always, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs.